Pod Save the Queen! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen. This week it is all about Prince Andrew. I mean, realistically, it has been all about Prince Andrew for the last 10 days, pretty much. I think in that since that extraordinary interview on Newsnight that he gave addressing the allegations about his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, I think out of probably 10 days of front pages of the Daily Mirror, there's probably been only two, maybe three now. Now we're slightly further away where it has not been Prince Andrew and the royal family on the front page of the newspaper, which is actually quite extraordinary given we're in the middle of a general election campaign and matters of, you know, the political state are very much at issue. Um, So, you know, we had planned in before to do an episode all about the crown. So I hope you enjoyed that one. And thank you to the team for doing that. But obviously, as soon as we'd recorded that, the pretty much the statement dropped from the palace so things had moved on even more rapidly, saying, um, so a statement from the palace, from the Duke of York, it has become clear to me over the last few days that the circumstances relating to my former association with, Jeff- with Jeffrey Epstein has become a major disruption to my family's work and the valuable work going on in the many organisations and charities that I am proud to support. Therefore, I have asked Her Majesty if I may step back from public duties for the foreseeable future, and she has given her permission. I continue to unequivocally regret my ill-judged association with Jeffrey Epstein. His suicide has left many unanswered questions, particularly for his victims, and I deeply deeply sympathise with everyone who has been affected and wants some form of closure. I can only hope that, in time, they will be able to rebuild their lives. Of course, I am willing to help any appropriate law enforcement agency with their investigations, if required. So that statement was released last Wednesday, pretty much exactly a week ago from when we are recording now. I am joined by our royal editor, Russell Myers, who's had a very busy week. <laughs> Hello. Keeping up with all of the... Um, well, it's been more than a week. Yes, all of the developments, um, yeah. which, you know, Absolutely were... Absolutely extraordinary period of royal reporting and extraordinary couple of weeks with the royal family. Extraordinary. And, you know, you essentially had the Queen... On her wedding anniversary, publicly firing her son. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Breathtaking series of events. Um, and she didn't really have much option, did she? I mean, it's uh, to, to take action like that, certainly to have consulted Charles when he was in New Zealand at the time, um, no doubt very angry. Uh, the fact that it completely overshadowed his tour. Um, proper crisis talks oh, then, so that, you know, trans... Make no mistake, this is the absolutely... Uh, worst things happened to the royal family in the last 30 years and maybe even longer I mean you're talking about worse than the death of Princess Diana I d- well I mean what, what are, we, are we 22 years so maybe I'm being I, I, I think it, that was a, I mean that was a constitutional crisis as well because people thought that that, that was going to be the end of the monarchy didn't they but this I mean to have one of the um, members of the royal family associating with a convicted sex offender convicted paedophile um, it's um, it's pretty pretty low down on and ultimately let's high face up it, on the disaster scale and let's face it in terms of disasters you know Princess Diana's death was a mm. tragedy mm. it was a tragedy it was an accident it was a, but it was it was tragic it was an accident it was you know the um, the events that led to the Queen calling it her Anna Cerebralis back mm. in the early 1990s mm. the breakups of marriages which is, you know, kind of a, a, a personal tragedy, sure. if you like, or, you know, we can, we can sympathise. We, if we've not been, 
you know, mm. if we have not fallen out of love with our partner yeah. or had them fall out of love with us, we've got friends who've been in that Absolutely. situation, gone through divorces or messy or otherwise. Um, and that is that is relatable. But the situation of the last 10 days, that is not that is not normal life. No, it isn't. And, you know, I, I, again, I, I wasn't really around in that period, 92, and the, the, the whole concept of two massive divorces, how that would affect the family. Um, and, and again, constitutional crisis coming out of that. Um, this has not been a good year. I mean, let's, you know, let's look at it. We've had Philip's car crash, which was a massive, massive story, forced him into, um, it, it, calls, it called into ju- uh, question his judgment of taking, into the, taking onto the road not at that time, but then to several days afterwards, he was made to give up give up his license. Essentially, you've had the whole fallout with the brothers, um, Harry and Meghan's uh, having a difficult time throughout the year. Even though they've you know had a had Archie, and it's been quite a good year in in parts. But then their decision to do the documentary in Af- in Africa, I thought was you know completely ill advised. The way that it, it um, transpired and their statement at the end of their tour as well absolutely. and then and uh, you yeah. know th- and there, has, there has been away. next year that's going to absolutely explode but this you know this situation is it's self-inflicted on every mm. level it is choosing initially to continue a friendship or spend four days ending a friendship well. in <laughs> as yeah. as he explained <laughs> it in the news night interview um so you know that there is that element of it of he was responsible for that friendship mm. um obviously there are allegations about his own behavior within that friendship yes. and what um a woman who alleges that she was made to have sex with Six him and was tra- yeah. basically yeah. trafficked by Epstein Absolutely. for the um for Prince Andrew who allegations which he denies continues to deny and in that statement made clear that he would he would be prepared to talk to Mm. um law uh, legal you know if 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 need be but uh, which he probably should have been more crystal clear on during the news interview and i think a lot of these problems have stemmed from his um you know cataclysmic performance in that interview if he had said unequivocally that he would talk to the U, um, any investigators, US or otherwise, if he had said that he had empathy with Epstein's victims, um, if he had said that, not without you know, not the benefit of hindsight, he, he should have just said, my judgments were um, catastrophic and I shouldn't have made them and I regret them every day, and he should have just been more clear. I honestly, looking back of it, it was an absolute disaster, and. More questions will be asked. I mean, inquests have been ordered in the palace straight away. Um, how on earth did he... <coughs> I mean, this line, has, this this term has been used of potentially hoodwinking the Queen into uh, allowing him or giving him permission to go ahead and do it. Who are the aides who are keeping the other palace or other household uh, senior quarters in the dark? Um, why was that allowed to continue for so many months? Why were the senior royals not made aware of this, of his decision to go ahead and do this? There are so many questions that have been totally unsettled ever since he um, made the appearance in the interview. And um, I think this problem is going to 
Well, it's going to rage and rage, so there's no sign of abating. So what do we think the Queen knew in advance, or what what do we think that she was told? Because I know it was it was um, in the... I found it interesting in the news interview, he said, you know, we've kind of been in talks about mm. doing this interview about my work yes. for a long time, yes. and essentially now I'm taking this opportunity not to talk about my mm. work, but to... I mean... He clearly somehow thought that this was going to end the story. Definitely. And, and that and he would give his yep. version of events. Mm-hmm. Um that would be accepted. He would come over well. People would have sympathy for him, for him, for these terrible allegations mm-hmm. dogging him and mm-hmm. preventing him going about his and he would put business. And it would and it would all be over. And well, essentially, um, I mean, as, as you know, the news like this, um, news like producers had have said over the last couple of weeks that they'd been negotiating with his team, um, Duke of York's team, to carry out an interview over the last you know six to ten months, I, I believe. Um, that there had been certain caveats that, that the Duke of York had wanted to put in, and the Newsnight team had said no. There was only one way to do it, and it was to have this no-holds-barred interview, um, which Emily Maitlis carried off absolutely superbly. Yeah, I mean, she was... Oh, it's, um, a super, it's a masterful performance. And she was not aggressive, no. but she did not let him get away no. with well, on that weird, point, weird answers. On that point, I think that um, you know the absolute nail in the coffin for him in terms of when he you know, really had to step back from public life and being sacked by his mother and all this and the absolute level of revulsion that has transpired within after the interview was, um, you know, Maitlis had been absolutely um, stupendous for the whole interview and until he, until Andrew said that Epstein's behaviour was unbecoming and she latched onto that immediately and her sort of face screws up and she, she can't betray her emotions when she says unbecoming, he was a sex offender. And I think that was that he was finished. He is finished forevermore. I, I think I, I I don't see a way back for him. I can't imagine that we will see him in public life again. Um, you know, <coughs> pardon me. You you would imagine that there, there would be some road to redemption by doing charity work. But when you've got major major charities dumping you and saying that they want nothing more to well, do. He stepped with back you. from all of his. So since th- we had the initial statement sure. come out where he yeah. he was going to be stepping back from public yeah. life, kind of you got a sense of I'm stepping back from public life until I have cleared my name and everything has died down a bit and calmed down and we can um, deal with this and that he was no longer going to be getting the sovereign 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 grant quarter of a million pounds which is a nice well you know what so there's been a bit of debate about this and I think that um, and rightly so it's pointed out that this this figure had been knocking around about a quarter of a million but it's actually probably closer to a million pounds that figure was quoted from 1992 and it was uh, you know some colleagues have reliably told me and that it just got because the palace necessarily won't tell you to, won't tell us what the actual figure is that um of taxpayers funds or the or, or money that the queen had given him so he i mean he stands to earn, um, lose quite a lot but he's he's a fabulously wealthy man in his own right and now quite rightly questions are being asked of his associations and his business dealings and um you know how how he was potentially earning out of using the palace name with pitch at palace he had a potential two percent um uh stakeholding in any p- potential deals of this sort of dragon's den-esque entrepreneurship scheme i mean it's the it's getting deeper and deeper and deeper for him and it's not going to go away because when you know, he'd been told on the tuesday he'd been summoned to the palace he'd been told 
if there are any more of this cascade of bad headlines, the avalanche of charities, big business pulling away from him, major players like sponsors KPMG, not wanting to be involved in sponsors, his projects, you know, like big they, national they, brands. The Palace was so shocked about this; they took the sponsors' um, link from his own website off the in, off, off off of the website off the off the internet to try and um, quell the you know the avalanche of people who were turning against him and saying we want absolutely nothing to do with him. And when you're getting big players like KPMG. Later, Barclays, big bank, Standard Chartered, who, you know, were obviously very invested in this program and and saw it as um, a good avenue for them to 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 invest in, in a, you know, a community scale as well. But when that's happening, he's you know, he's he's where's he going to go from here? Where is he going to go? And he's always had a slightly peculiar mm. place in in the royal firmament, if mm. you like, in that he he was a war hero in the well, he he fought in the Falklands War. Certainly, and uh, you know, by that token, he is a war hero as anybody who has has served. Um, although that came out particularly strangely with his kind well, of, I, I no longer, out, yes, not not being able to sweat because of a surge of adrenaline when being shot at, which just, which has been you know largely um, ridiculed by you know doctors who have said that they've never heard anything. I mean, some say, you know you might get the odd one who said that it's it's possible but i think on the uh, overwhelming scale any any medical professional that we've spoken to and that has gone on the record has said that it's a, a completely sort of ludicrous deep um, skepticism about that absolutely. so you know you had so he was uh, probably had a, qu- a good 1980s in that he was you know he fought he served got married, got married. had a fairy tale wedding had they had the two girls lovely start of the 90s and then it all fell apart mm. the marriage broke up mm. um he had that thing, which I think we possibly referenced a little bit when we were talking about Prince Harry and what, how is he coping with life after the military? Yeah. And I, he's not going to be the king. He is the second. The number one heir has now got um, children of their own. So you're further, you are not, you are no longer the next in in line, as it were, and you are freer. But what is what is your purpose in life? What are you trying to do? You kind of got a bit of a reputation as Air Miles Andy, I think, and yeah, Randy you know, Andy. and at, at various stages had, um, you know, doing well, good. Just, you know, he just was, he was, he was he's, just, he's been a bit of a just sort of doing. You, Going um, to places on private jets and turning up to trade fairs with riding on know, the royal coattails yeah, a bit I mean, with a with 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 not a real plan of or um, process of what he was supposed to be doing. I mean, he's just t- t- turning up. He had his international trade um, title taken away from him as after the Epstein scandals um, emerged as well. So, I mean, it's gone from bad to worse. And when you've had to be sat by your mum, I think it's... Um, it's pretty... And <laughs> she's cancelled his birthday as well. Oh, I mean, it's, you know, it's a terrible state of affairs for him. But um, so it was interesting because I did see somebody on um, on LinkedIn had posted something. Oh, a shame he did some good work for mm. British business, which I thought was interesting to hear that from the someone who is kind of operating in that business yes. environment because you know he is ridiculed but i think the the, where i saw that so i'm going to give a shout out to a former colleague of ours john clements who used to be um a reporter he worked on crime particularly i think was our crime editor at one stage and has now gone into he's a poacher turned gamekeeper (laughs) and has gone into uh you know sort of pr and and um that kind of that kind of side of things and talking about you know communications and crisis management and that kind of things anyway so he's just said self-inflicted on so this is when he shared um he shared prince andrew's statement on on linkedin self-inflicted on every level how many golden rules of strategic communication 
communications has Prince Andrew broken to get to this point? Don't do, don't do stupid stuff, number one, like associate with a convicted sex offender, mm. because then there's a lot less to explain afterwards. Two, don't treat your communications team like a publishing function. Let them inform your decision-making. Three, don't give interviews to get stuff off your chest. Give them as part of a considered strategy. Four, don't get lost in the weeds, especially in broadcast. Have a consistent message you repeat and repeat. Mm. And well, on that point, I mean, the, again, which was absolutely devastating for him was when they um, Maitley's asked him when he last met uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, who is uh, Epstein's former girlfriend and alleged madam, and he, he, I mean, he couldn't remember the date, and then he was floundering, saying, oh, was it spring, oh, summer, maybe spring? No, 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 When no, did no. that uh, thing happen? Oh, yes, it when, was oh, definitely sorry, when then. Was, yeah, when was the investigation open? Oh, it's definitely before that. And that's, and now that's, you know, pretty much been proved to be a lie. You know, the, there's reports that he met her um, two weeks after the... Um, the investigation was reopened to Epstein and, and potentially said that she had been invited to Buckingham Palace with men in suits. So the inference is, is that she had turned up to the palace with a load of lawyers and they were trying to get their story straight. So, I mean, these are very, very damaging allegations if they are proved to be correct. And uh, we should emphasise at this stage that at the moment they are allegations. and absolutely categorically denied everything about the weight of evidence, unfortunately, even if it isn't to do with um, Virginia Roberts' Gufried, I always pronounce her name wrong, unfortunately. But um, Virginia Roberts, the, the lady in question who is who is at the centre of these allegations, if uh, if her story is proved inconclusive, I just think his reputation is in ruins. It is. Sh- it, it, it is hugely damaged, and it will take it will a a proper investigation for him. I think to start to move on and such about that. But I think. Uh, talking about the kind of the detail around that timeline I think that was one of the things that was extraordinary in the interview I think he thought that detail would be his savior mm. but it but made briefed. him seem but it made him seem ridiculous so the kind of the mm. somehow and fine maybe even if it's even if everything that he says is entirely true and mm. we can only you know this is his account it's what he had what we have in his words um you know, to remember the detail of definitely on that day, yeah. I was at Pizza Express Absolutely. in Woking. I mean, fine, maybe he already knew the date and had checked it in his diaries and and all that kind of thing. But it, it was just that kind of the mundanity yeah, of yeah, that situation yeah. and the way he then was that. Um, you know, Pizza Express. There's several of them in most most of our towns, and and, and, and and it is a very it is a very normal thing that you know you an and I do. It is. Now, a, isn't it has it? become because an institution. Less so at that back then, to be fair, I would say. But, you know, at the same time, it is a very... But don't it, make it's it a normal like thing, it's a not a royal thing. thing to have done because there's one on every high street and everyone's gone to one. And so you, you totally disattach yourself from reality. Well, it shows the like that kind of aloofness. Absolutely. And, then, uh, th- and that kind of came through again. And when you're trying again, to get people on your side. Yeah, and that came through again when it's something, you know, you threw a birthday party at Sunday. Oh, no, no. Just yeah, a, a, a straightforward a, shooting weekend. Yeah, straightforward. Madness. And it's, it's... I mean, absolute madness to... And the sort of faux eyebrow raising that, you know... And I think just people thought it was a fairly disingenuous performance. And back on this, you know, I don't mean to, uh, to for him to have been briefed and to have answers ready like a machine gun, but the way that Mateless and her producers dealt with it, th- you know, the utmost professionalism. They knew where they were going with the questions. They knew that they had the devil in the detail drilled down. They had practised for weeks on end. Now, you would imagine that if he's going there to try and get his side of the story, then... 
he should just know the dates. And even if he has to be briefed on it, I just think this is part of the inquest in Buckingham Palace will be who on earth was allowing you to go on there and, and let's say let's say all of his account is true. It just didn't come across well. And so therefore he's 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 shot himself in the foot because he just was a, a very unbelievable witness. And it's that kind of I guess that, you know, it would be it would be fasc- fascinating to know the detail. You know, how much did they rehearse it? Did mm. they, you know, did they pretend to film it? Did they have mm. someone well, who like was who was asking hard yeah. questions yeah. to him and seeing how he reacted? And uh, there was something like he he was so um, studiedly still somehow mm. when these allegations were being put to him. It was almost like he'd been told, "Don't betray any emotion when Absolutely. they're saying awful things." And like mm. actually, that uh, the camera and the setup, like there was nowhere, there was nowhere to hide no for hide him him. and it was he you know the, he was very he was, he was very exposed, exposed. Yeah, he was, yeah. it was exactly. very exposed but again if, if 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 you choose to do this and he chose to go into that arena he chose to go let's say you know it's been argued that he could have had a a, a bit of an easy ride if he'd gone with an american um broadcast network he could have probably had a lot more say over the questions that they were going to mm. ask so in one sense, he he, he was quite um, I don't know how to use the word brave, but it was, he, I mean, he, he took a chance, didn't he? So he took the chance of going there and to trying to get his side of the story over. He was either um, brave or he was arrogant. Uh, uh, yeah, but that's totally right. Yeah, yeah, or, totally right. or badly, you know, or badly advised. Well, I think that as well. And I, but I think his ego and his arrogance shone through. That was the one thing that probably everyone has been um, agreed upon, which is um, his arrogance was, you know, all for there, there for all to see. And I think uh, there's something interesting um, that we've seen. So. <laughs> There's also like you know what was his re- his reaction? I think he thought he uh, probably gone quite well. Yeah, no, I know, gone he quite well. He know it is, and I know the the, the reactions after. Let's have a bit of I a tour. It was, it was, you know, he said, "Well, that went pretty well," and that's what you know what he was saying to afterwards. And this um, detail that Beatrice was sitting in on the interview, and how on earth that nobody could have seen that. And I've spoken to some you know PR experts who would potentially have clients in that sort of arena. One of them actually said to me. They would have um, set the fire alarm. That they would have said, you know, we need to get out of here. They would have said, that there's something wrong. There's a bomb scare. Something like that. I mean, you know, but they would have just pulled the plug on it. And how nobody saw that this was going horrifically bad for Although him. Although that then has its own problems. I mean, we remember the um, the famous story, I can't remember which documentary or sitting was, that where the Queen walked out of something and there was all hell to pay yeah. around that, even yeah. though that had come out in a particular way. And then I think, you know... It, it wouldn't have it, been it, as bad as what's gone on over No, I mean, essentially, essentially the first thing that was the stick that he was being beaten with, mm. the, or the new stick, because mm. obviously you've already got the, the, the friendship with Epstein and yeah. what did or didn't happen and the allegations around that. And but the so the first new stick is him not expressing sympathy for the victims, which yeah. you can do and manage to do in his statement afterwards. It's easy when someone's writing it down for you. Though, it, it, it is, and yes. You know, and, he, and he had his opportunity there. But so he's you know that's the first problem. Like he's getting absolutely hammered for not expressing um, sort of sympathy for the victim. So then that's kind of brief, briefed out a little yeah. bit that obviously he is sympathetic and, and whatever. And then there was the kind of rumour that he was thinking about doing a second interview to say all of the things that he 
had essentially forgotten to say the first time and because he's not come over so well I mean Russell is just deeply shaking his head but it's like what what was possessing anybody to think that that would be a good idea and it's it's uh, you know and there's this kind of like cascade of um of pressure I guess realistically because he he opened the door to that I mean there's you know the the um the 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 headline on the PR expert that we had in our um in our uh our paper last Thursday he held a PR gun to his own head yeah. I mean and he pulled yeah. the trigger essentially yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, it's gotcha. it was extraordinary and um, what uh, I think that I think you've written a little bit about the um, the kind of the missing steel of Prince Philip in this yeah, si- in, the, in, in this situation you know Prince Philip's obviously a fairly divisive character to some people but I've you know, f- from from people who, and, and I take counsel from people who've done this job before me, and you know, um, who have a lot of experience in it. And I think the overwhelming view of 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 people in the know, and certainly people within the household as well, is that there has been a a lack of discipline, almost. You know, the the the, the fact that Harry and Meghan seem to have lost their way a little bit. Their 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 decision to do this interview um, during the autumn. Um, the fact that that Andrew's gone off on his own and he's you know ignored senior courtiers' advice to to go and do this the way that it potentially kept the Queen in the dark about his decision, and I just don't think that this would have happened if Philip was around because you know after his retirement in in 2017 they're certainly missing that figure that they they all respected and I think when when that is when that's gone missing um, and certainly Charles is you know he's pre- he's prepping his own um, life and way that he's, he's going to take over the monarchy and I think this has sent shockwaves through them and it, I guess it is that um, moving into that period of transition you know the Queen has still been very active this year mm. but it, less active and you know she's on I mean I I feel so sorry Absolutely. for the Queen having to deal with all of this that is not what you it need it can't have been nice either way because she's had to She's had to get Andrew in a room and, and then sack him and say, you've got, there's no way out of this. There's no way, you brought it on yourself. There's no way out of this. And then let's see what happens when, um, you know, obviously Charles has, we revealed today that Charles has got straight off his flight at London Heathrow after coming back from Solomon Islands and went straight to Sandringham to see Philip. And I think that tells you an awful lot that he is seeking counsel of his father now in one of the biggest crises to um before the the royal family for decades and he's gone straight to see philip to see what his next move is what's the queen's next move and incidentally william went to go and see the queen yesterday after he was doing an investiture on her behalf so it seems like william's getting the full sp from uh from the queen what exactly did andrew say to you so then he will be able to report back to his father and then obviously charles will be speaking to philip and then Charles, Queen, and and William will come together and, and see if there is potentially any way back for him. And I certainly don't think it will be for a long, long time. Because as you said rightly, um, you know, the, the the inference was that he will step back until he can clear his name or the Epstein saga is finished. And neither of those are going to happen anytime soon. We're expecting a new panorama documentary yes. on Monday. Yeah, the BBC interview, which has been extended today. It's been revealed that it was a 30-minute interview that had been... Um, that had taken place before Prince Andrew gave his interview. And this is the interview is with uh, the lady at the centre of all these allegations, Virginia Roberts. She will be able to have her say. So I don't know at the moment. Let's, the fact that it's been extended from 30 minutes to an hour 
possibly suggests that they've gone back to her and re-interviewed her following Prince Andrew's um, inter- interview. And, I mean, if that has happened and she is going to respond to some of the uh, the claims and... Because there's, like, you know, there's, you know, I think there's, yeah, then, I think there's then like that is going to be absolutely explosive. And I, you know, they are definitely batting down the hatches for that one. And that's next um, Monday, I Monday, think. Yeah. And do we have any understanding of what the current status of the investigations is? Because I think this this is one thing that is true um, for the victims, and it's it has made Prince Andrew's life mm. more difficult as well. Let's not beat about the bush. The fact that Epstein is dead. Yep. That denies his victims a chance at, at, at justice. At justice. Yeah, yeah. And it also means, you know, he's not necessarily your first choice of witness, of person mm. who said you would want to rely on to clear your name. But as an extra person in that area, he is one of the people who you would hope knew what was going on and could, mm. uh, you know have evidence or weigh in on Andrew's side or whatever. Yeah. If you are Prince Andrew uh, wanting to clear your name, that is one of the... Who, Epstein? I mean, but he's a total discredited individual well, anyway. I mean, I mean, he I is. Mean, listen, Ghislaine Maxwell might be that person, but y- y- if the FBI wants to talk to her, then she's been in hiding ever since. And if she comes out, I mean, either way, it's going to be com- completely unbelievable because if she goes... If she doesn't reveal anything, then unfortunately his name is tarnished anyway, just through guilty by association. Um, and if she does come out and say some um, details about the relationship between Epstein and Andrew, um, then that can be really, really damaging and and potentially catastrophic for for him and the royal family. But is the I mean is the investigation live? The investigation ongoing? is ongoing. It's live. Um, the FBI uh, are, are looking into Epstein, the allegations of sexual um, uh, abuse at his hands. There are certainly more uh, victims coming out. It would see even in the last couple of weeks. I think there's another two at least. Um, and you've got a lot of lawyers representing these women who are calling for Andrew to make himself available to the FBI to tell them what he knew of staying in Epstein's various um, residences around the world. And I think when he, you know, the, he said that um, you know, he, d- he didn't really realise what was going on in these residences. Maybe Epstein had made moves to cover his tracks, but he used the, the term, um, he didn't realise who was coming in and out of the house in New York because it was like a train station. And to me, like he's a member of the royal family. There's certainly a massive kidnap threat there. Why are you staying in a house where there's so many people coming and going, you don't know who's in that house? Well, because this is the other thing that's, often, like that's often brought up is that he he has security, he has protection officers yeah. who should know where he is and who he is with and to some degree what is what is going on and what is who are the people around him yeah. and what what have you so you know that i think that is part of the the question i, th- I think that was one of our front page you know do do their notebooks have the yes do the have, police have the pizza yeah. express or, or whatever else and you would but assume that, that that is black and white that that is if you're able to produce those logs that you were certain places at certain times um then you you would imagine that they certainly trying to look for them and, and uh, some of the police sources said that these logs should stay up for 30 years now whether they still exist is another matter so the other interesting thing so andrew's obviously stepped back from public duty mm. but then you know he has 
uh, not private duty, but you know, pri- a private life, and his mother is the queen, and he would want to potentially go spend Christmas with her. You know, presumably he's not going to be doing the walk at Sandringham at Christmas to to see what's happening. You know, what should or should or could potentially have been, you know, Beatrice taking her 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 fiance to Christmas for the first time. Maybe, maybe not. He's not. He's he's going to spend it with his uh, son. Right, fine. Been but, but, but again, oh, yeah, the, I mean, you know, usually taking Jack for a second time or, or whatever, or but like the being having the family with together. Her dad, yeah. Their dad, rather. And now that's, you know, he's, he's also um, been taken off the list for this NATO meeting next Tuesday. All the NATO leaders are meeting at Buckingham Palace. All the senior members of the royal family will be there to greet them. Um, major deal in the, in the royal calendar. Um, the only notable absentees are William, who will be on tour in Kuwait. Um, obviously Harry and Meghan are on holiday and then you've got Andrew who is um, he'll be Persona banned non grata absolutely essentially. he'll be banned from all of these events but until, then until he's cleared his name but it's only what, it's probably six weeks eight weeks since Princess Beatrice announced her engagement yeah. and you know a special moment mm. for her should be walking down the aisle with absolutely, her dad yeah. And you know, certainly I we can't so imagine we'll be seeing that. Like we, we certainly we saw from Eugenie's wedding. You know, there the, the, there is often questions about how the York sisters fit into that royal picture, and particularly the royal person who is paying for those things for people who are not, you know, really anywhere in the in the line of succession. And what is you know mm. what is what is their purpose in in royalty, if you like? Um, but. For those of us, for those of us who enjoy a good royal wedding, Eugenie's yes. was a great royal yes. wedding. You we surprised me. Well, oh, come on, Russell. You enjoyed it a bit as well. I did actually. It was I, I, I thought I thought Eugenie's was was pretty good as well. Actually, I thought I didn't. No, think that's that what was, I'm, yeah, I yeah, Eugenie's. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, 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 but we love we love all royal weddings. We love well, all Eugenie's royal weddings. Certainly. Yeah, Lady Gabriella Windsor's. You get to see the pretty yeah. dresses. Well, yeah, I know you love the dresses. I love the dresses. I love I the dresses. But um, but you know that. So well, this is going to be in some castle, I imagine, in the you know, in in the hills of Italy or somewhere where there won't be any press. There may be one release of one photo, one photograph. Uh, yeah, but put it out on Eugenie's Instagram. Essentially, absolutely under lock and key now. You would imagine. But you know, the, I mean, there had been, I think, a little bit of talk beforehand that maybe Princess Beatrice would do things differently, or yeah. get married abroad, yeah. or not have, you know, not go for the big old, yeah, Windsor the Castle. Ride, yeah, not d- not do all of not do all of that. Oh, I don't but think we'll be but to that. a certain extent, she. She might have had those choices taken away from her, which is, is for really her, sad. it's actually really, it's really sad because it should be something that is. Blame. And, and then, you know, let's f- believe that they're really, understandably, very, very cut up from from the fallout. But whether they had, you know, whether they had potentially tried to advise him not to do it, whether their mum was involved as well. I mean, you know, she's she's obviously very, very in in the fold. She was turning up to Buckingham Palace last Friday and. Um, so I just think it's a very, very sorry affair for all the Yorks at the moment. Well, the and the other thing, let's face it, is that his next public duty could easily be at the funeral of one of his parents. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Which, you know, the the there is a kind Doesn't of a feeling happens, of yeah. there is. I mean, it could, that could easily no, that could easily happen. Yeah. I mean, obviously, let's hope that. The, uh, the Queen and Philip are around, are hale and hearty f- and around with us for a long yeah. time so that we can, you know, enjoy their company and, and talking about mm. them. But uh, there is... And for Philip to be giving them advice because obviously that is what they need. And at a time it really feels like they... There is that... Trans- but I guess there's a question about how much of the instability is that mm. transition or, the, you know, how... how, how well, does definitely... 
This is the period, isn't it? I mean, there is definitely, it was described to me as there is a changing of the guard. We are witnessing it. You may notice the mistake that, again, um, the Queen was the one who, who made the decisions and she, she is absolutely at the forefront and centre of the royal family. And But no doubt she's taking Charles's counsel and he, he has been heavily involved and William as well. But So with that, I do think this does represent quite a significant shift. And what is our understanding of Andrew's relationship with um, his siblings? Charles and Anne and Not Edward great. and and uh, their yeah. children and Charles's children in particular, I guess. Again, uh, you know, it's been said that um, William not a fan of his uncle um, Andrew. Uh, certainly Charles and Andrew don't have a great relationship I mean there's it's not that they would they wouldn't see each other very often anyway I know there's a lot about made about this big showdown meeting that Charles was flying in for but you know he's obviously put that on the back burner and he's gone straight to Sandringham to see his father and so I imagine after he's spoken to Philip he's going to stay there for a few days and then he will see Andrew at some stage but they they don't see each other on a regular occasion anyway and he's and he's certainly spoken to him since this is um in, um, 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 unfolded. So I mean, they've had rows in the past about how the money's spent, and yeah, you know, Charles definitely. saying definitely. that. I, I mean, where does where does Andrew's money come from? He's he certainly lives off a, a large slice of his mother's money from the Duchy of Lancaster, uh, which you know made twenty odd million last year. He doesn't have what, what. Where is his money coming from? So I think that this is something that we are going to be watching very closely develop. And how does the royal family move on from here? Gosh, I mean, where do we start? I mean, it's an absolute disaster for them. Um, PR-wise, the palace were <coughs> really battling against it. It was an inferno that was raging, and they, they, they were trying to put it out with spades to, begun, to begin with, because it was just co- playing constant catch-up. I mean, again, I do think you'll see... It's put to me that Andrew was potentially... Sla- um, putting out that he would want he would be willing to step back from these patronages and the charities if the girls were allowed more of a um, oh, so they might take it. some of his patronage on but to be honest it? like they are non-working members of the royal family it definitely doesn't fit in with the way that charles and william see it that uh, charles certainly wants a more streamlined royal family so i can't imagine they'll sort of sub him off and bring in these two because they i don't i don't think that would go well down well in with um with the public either they they agree with Charles's um, mo of having a more streamlined royal family in the future. So, unfortunately, um, you know you might see William, Kate, Harry, and, and Meghan get Im- I- involved in this. Not unfortunately, but um, you know they, they'll be lum- they'll be lumbered with a lot more work. You would uh, you would well imagine. I mean, he's a patron two hundred and thirty odd charities. So that is a lot. It is an awful lot, and I don't really know whether he'd been good value for money for these charities or, you know, certainly a few of them have, have dropped in pretty quickly after this. So um, we're just uh, we're, we're just a wait and see. I mean, uh, nobody could have predicted um, what would have happened, you know, a month ago. But then after the interview, it was it was pretty clear what how where we would be today after you saw the interview within within minutes of watching it, I think. And do you have any understanding of how the Queen is about it all? Well, she seemed, you know, in great spirits today. She was at, um, or yesterday rather, she was at an engagement at the uh, um, Royal Philatelic. I still philately. Philately. So again, so stamp collecting. Stamp collect. I just said stamp HQ. (laughs) That was good enough for me earlier. 
Because I'm getting very tongue-tied saying it. So we could do it, do it again. Flatly. Fine. Now, so this is a, a, a place where there's lots of priceless stamps and she was having a whale of a time. Oh, she'd have seen a lot of her face. <laughs> yes, she did, yeah. She owns a, a stamp worth £2 million, pounds, I'm told. Is a Malaysian stamp. Ooh. It's pretty, you know. Wow. These stamp I mean, collectors. Yeah, maybe I should get into it. But, um, so she was there and, I mean, she's very stoic and consummate professional so she'd never show any of her emotions out in public i'm sure but um no doubt this has been a tremendous strain on, on all of the family and they're um they're trying to pick up the pieces at the moment and it's not done yet with the, oh uh, God, the interview no, coming no, out no, on no, monday no, no. this is going to run and run unfortunately what is next for you russell tell us about I your adventures tell us take us into the like happy royal bubble that yes. isn't um yes um disastrous the weekend, interviews and i am going uh, away with william i'm going to kuwait and oman and i've got some um some fantastic uh, engagements with him i'm really looking forward to we're going to um I better keep them under wraps, actually. But oh. I, will, I will hopefully do Tease. a pod from the Middle East with you. That'd be exciting. Dining. Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, I think it will be a welcome break for all involved, both of them and us, to really uh, get alongside one of our favourite royals and and see what he's see what he's up to. And this will be the last this will be last major tour. And obviously, I, I miss going to the Solomon Islands with with. Um, with Prince of Wales because of all this scandal. Because you had to stay her, stay I here did, and do I'd some stay, work rather yeah, than jetting off like some yeah, kind yeah, of... That, that has been I'm not sure what the AMLs yeah. and the equivalent is of Royal <laughs> Russell. Royal, I don't know, I need a, need a better, God, no, we'll better have, we'll word. We'll have, have for one for time. next time. But um, um, So, yeah, that, you know what? I was actually um, pretty gutted about that because Charles was speaking about really important issues to do with um, climate change, the climate emergency, rising sea levels... And um, and nobody was talking about it, unfortunately. But, you know, hopefully he'll be a friend of the Mirror because we are a big climate change campaigning newspaper and we're going to be doing lots of stuff next year. So we'll hopefully get them get them on board. Yeah, and I guess, I guess it does put more pressure on William for yeah, his tour to try and be... Uh, to a certain extent, extraordinary. Well, look at, look at what happened in Pakistan after Harry and Meghan's... You know, it ended in disaster, really. The, the, the after the documentary, yeah, after situation. the documentary situation. Well, uh, to be honest, it, it ended with a sour note after they'd come out and said that they were suing newspapers. And I think that to do that on one of the last days of the tour was like really, really bad idea. Um, and I don't really know why they did it. I mean, the tour was so a great success, to be fair to them, uh, but it was just ended on a very sour note. And then after they did the documentary, and then William and Kate were. Superb in Pakistan, and and I I, I don't doubt that William will, will, will have his A game on. I guess that's what that's what they're there for, the yeah, youngsters. I guess aren't they? Yeah, the bit bring the glamour, yeah. bring the bring the good Just messages. Try and the steady the ship. That's their job at the moment, and I, I, I'm sure William's the man to do that. And you'll be up close to see how he be. does it. We I look forward be. to hearing yeah, well, all about it. Um, thank you for making space in no, your very busy weeks to um, catch up about um, Prince Andrew because it was, you know, probably the most well, extraordinary we're, we're event history. of a fairly extraordinary really year. Yeah, yeah. It's um, been a really historic time and. Um, and a pleasure to, to yeah. To and we will, we will be doing our review of the year in yeah, a, in a few be, yeah. weeks' time. And um, this has probably changed the tone of it fairly okay. significantly, really, the last few weeks. But um, do get in touch with us, maybe over on the Instagram. Comment on on our. We'll put up a little little picture of ourselves. Comment probably. on there with your royal highlights and lowlights of the year that um, you'd like to include and as some of you know i have now discovered where our instagram messages live so you can also send them there if you would rather send them privately um so an 
if the listener uh, or if the Instagram correspondent who was attempting to send their picture of some political notice, like political signs up in America, I think she was attempting to say, send it to Pod Save America. Oh. Well, Pod Save the World. She said, <laughs> so sent it to us well, instead. And then she's like, oh, start whoops, with the queen, whoops, wrong Pod and then we'll, Save. We'll take on the world. So, yeah, anyway. All right. Well, thank you, as ever, Russell. Thank you, thank listeners, you. for joining us. And um, until next time. Pod Save the Queen!